2: up to play
1: pinball and put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the caulk. When I get older, losing my head many years from now, will you still be sending me a valentine, birthday greetings, bottle of wine? If I'd been out till quarter to three, would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Sure
2: I will. I'll be 64 pretty soon. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. We welcome Guy Huglett and Mike Johnson. <laughs> How are you? Woo-hoo. Good morning, and Elizabeth
1: Dupree. Hey, boom! Let's get the M80s.
2: (laughs) That's right. that That was a That was a hell of a address by President Trump Fourth of
0: July. I I didn't get to watch it, but uh, I read some, watched uh, some clips of it. It was great. Yeah. I was,
1: you know, I thought the, the, uh, the, the way he, the pomp and circumstance, I mean, this is, this is what it's all about. I mean, come on, you guys, how lucky are we right. to live exactly in, yep. in America and what good president would not want to get up on stage and fly uh, Air Force One. I mean, if you've never seen Air Force One in person, it is so incredible. Is it not? I mean, it's, it's as powerful to me. Uh, is you know any of the the uh, memorials on the you know the the uh, what do you call it up there the uh,
0: in Washington the, the uh, Lincoln Memorial and- yeah
1: the Mall they call it the the Mall yeah. Uh it's so cool and he flew the jets and he had the tanks I mean oh, come on that's right and people were upset because mm-hmm. we're celebrating our freedom seventy five years I was really disappointed yeah in the, in the protesters just need to say that
2: yeah I agree with you. I don't understand. I think the left wing in our country wants control over the masses. They want, you know, they're they're looking for control, money, power, that sort of thing. And if you will celebrate, if you celebrate uh, prosperity and freedom, you're celebrating people not being able to be controlled, you know, that's that's a thing that they don't like uh they they don't want people to be able to be autonomous and make their own decisions and seek their own destiny
1: yeah and you, you talked about it earlier tom the betsy ross flag thing i was just that was such a another disappointment for me mm-hmm. i mean my, my son is a history uh history you know guru and, quite good at you know, it oh, and he loves his history and you know, our house we have the American flag flying on the right, and we have Betsy Ross flag flying on the left. There you go. And you know, and with pride. Yep. I mean, it's where it all started. You know, come on. I I understand the concerns and the and I, I have a sympathy for you know slavery and all that. It was it was a but it was a different time for us. It was a all. dark time. Yes, it was. But you said it, Tom. The Confederate government they had their families they had their folks just like the, the you know the unions i the whole thing is just getting out of hand in my it opinion. is mm-hmm. it is getting out of hand that's right guy yeah so i agree you know, with yeah. you th- i'm proud to be an american
0: it, any of you able to get one of those pairs of shoes before they yeah those things are going for two thousand are they really how many pairs really
1: so how many pair got out
0: on the uh, it wasn't uh we looked at Oh, it wasn't very, it was like less than a hundred pairs, I believe. And, but they're going for $2,000 a pair. There you go. Create
1: a shortage. There you go. You know, uh, I bet if you were to track how many Google searches there were for the, that shoe, it would be one of the all time highs. (laughs) probably,
2: probably Um, would guy. I would I would agree with you.
1: So Nike probably was doing a little you know reverse marketing and all of this as well, given Colin all that.
2: Oh yeah, Pappy Van Winkle.
1: Same <laughs> <Yeah. thing laughs>
0: deal. I bet the other the other search that spiked was who is Betsy Ross? Yeah.
1: Who, uh, well, that's a good you point. Know. Who is Betsy Ross?
0: As, she, as sad as that is, yeah, I'm sure I, that was.
1: I'd probably ask some of the kids you know at the park. Do they then? A uh, baker, right? That, 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 yeah. That, that, that. <laughs> oh Lord, I All apologize. Right.
2: We get some reverse psychology in the market this week. The Dow is falling because the jobs report might have been too good. So this is an article from Ben Levinson in the in Barrons.
0: Yeah. So the the jobs report came out yesterday, and it was a great uh, report uh, in terms of the number of jobs that were added. Uh, 224,000. I think the expectation was about 164,000. So very strong. Um, You know, the jobs growth is still still there, but the way the market looked at it was, you know, there it was pricing in a cut from the Fed for at its July meeting uh, of potentially 50 basis points, a half a percent. Um, And so yesterday, it was the market repricing that likelihood. Um, which you know, it's still pricing in a, a quarter of a point cut, um, but no more. right, No more than that.
2: Do you think that uh, the jobs report being as strong as it is as it was, rather, um, has ruled out any chance of an interest rate cut, perhaps?
0: Well, I think they it still leaves the verbiage open uh, for them to be patient. And to wait and see. Um, I mean, you never know on interest rates what they're going to do with them. But um, I think there's the 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 Fed's kind of in a uh, backed into a corner. You know, the market's still expecting something. Um, so I think a quarter of a point cut uh, is still being priced. Right, guys. Oh. An ex
2: banker. What do you think?
0: Well,
1: okay. So as an ex banker and a job guy, I love talking about jobs. So. So, remember what happened back in December. The Fed had really kind of put the message out there that they're going to raise rates, mm-hmm. right? The numbers kept coming in to maybe tell them they shouldn't do that, but they put the message out there, so they went ahead and did it, correct? Yep. And what happened? Market went nuts. Went crazy, mm-hmm. right? Everything just went nuts, yeah. right? So are we kind of looking at the same situation now? They've kind of put it out there they're going to cut rates mm-hmm. at the end of July, but now the numbers are saying maybe we shouldn't cut rates. Yeah. You know, the, the in the economy really humming? Oh yeah. But is it overheating? You know, that's the question. I mean, unemployment is now really really getting low. Mhm. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean the average wage is almost 30 or $28 an hour 20 $27.90 so in the average work week in America now it's 35 hours so think about that
0: yeah well I think you look at um, I think on an annualized basis uh, wage growth is around 3.1 percent right now which is right in line with the, the the employment numbers. Right. So I mean, you're not seeing this big divergence of wage growth and employment, and and you're you're still having the underemployed that are moving back into the workforce. Um, and so you still have this pool of people that are still looking for jobs. And so until that moves in, you're not going to see this big push up in wages. Yeah. And so I think they've you still got room for this to run. I think because the
2: people that are no longer looking for a job don't count as unemployed good what happens is you get you get a low unemployment number showing that perhaps erroneously Mm -hmm. that everybody is fully employed there are some people that are underemployed that want better jobs and um, when they move back into the
1: workforce you'll see a change so in 18 we averaged 223,000 jobs a month growth. Really? That was the average per month. This year, six months in, we're at 172,000. Those are fantastic numbers.
0: Great, Mm -hmm. great numbers. It's, It's slowing, but it's still strong. Strong.
1: That's right. Right. So, it's going to be interesting to see what... Strong like bull.
0: Strong like bull.
1: It's going to be really interesting what happens. I'm concerned. Well, I'm starting to wonder. There's so much outside media pressure, okay, that what we saw happen in December, they're really, really thinking, okay, we better be careful about this. You know, if they do yeah. something that people don't th- – that kind of thing. The, the the psychology of the market, here we are again. Bottom line is, when we talk about the pre-financial, we don't have to really get into a lot of this stuff because we're really looking at the companies. That's right. And the quality. Right. And they're paying good dividends, good earnings, you know, mm-hmm. balance sheets. Yeah,
2: and because the fact that we are candid and diligent in what we do uh, – you know, which guy, we can thank you for that uh, little moniker, uh, (laughs) candid and diligent guide. Yes, we are. Yeah. It helps us to focus on the client and what they need. And the, the, the way that the money is invested is, um, client centered. It's designed to produce dividends. That sort of thing. So even though we're talking about what the market does and doesn't do, it doesn't enter into our business yeah. as much as
1: it might seem to in our discussion here. There's, there's no question. I wanted to say one other thing about the jobs report, too, that we need to pay attention to because I think it's really where we're headed, in my opinion. The only sector that really saw a decline this past month was retail. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because everybody's buying online. Right. Right. It's just too easy.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: It is. It's way too easy for people. Look at names like Sears, which just don't exist anymore. Yeah. Wow. Basically gone. You know, Sears used to be a huge employer, Uh, huge uh, retailer,
1: Kmart, you know. Sears was American. Like Chevrolet and Apple Pie. I mean, yeah. come on. They they you know
0: Sears catalog.
1: Sears catalog. That was a big deal when it came in the mail.
0: Well, and, uh, even J C Penney's. J C I are mean, yeah. still around, but they're they're kind of a, Barely. a zombie company.
2: All right, stay with us. We're going to take a break here. News Radio 630 WLAP. It's Tom Show.
0: It's a high-wire balancing act of politics. Democrat and Republican. The left. I'm a liberal. And the right. I'm also a conservative. The summertime circus of political discourse is upon us, and you're invited to join the fun. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi,
2: this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and Trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859 400 for a no obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 400
0: 630 WLAP. Let me tell
2: On the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson and Guy Huglett and Elizabeth Dupree listening in, she ain't saying much. Saving for retirement, forget about beating the S and P five hundred. Investing and managing investment income is a little bit like trying to get in shape. Tell me about this, Mike.
0: So this was a Barron's article, and a lot of a lot of good points uh, in this. And there's there's one phrase in here I'll get get to in a minute. We've talked about the concept of what it uh, is referencing, but I love what it says. Uh, but let, let's get to the, the, the meat of it real quick. Um, you really have two types of investors. Uh, you have outcome-driven investors, and then you have performance-driven investors. Performance-driven investors are looking for something that's going to beat the s p 500 or some arbitrary benchmark and then the outcome investors they're saying hey i have this this is what's going on in my life i need an investment approach that's gonna meet my needs and so they're looking for this outcome to meet their needs versus just trying to beat an arbitrary number um and it's it's so easy to get caught up in performance because i mean every single day you're having you know what the s&p 500 is what the dow jones is doing that day all all this uh, information that's coming is all driven it all leads to performance based investing and let's say the the s&p 500's up tw- uh, 20% in a year and an investor does 10% well mentally they're thinking well I, that was that was a failure i only made 10% yeah. in a 20% year well but what kind of risk would you have had to take to get that 20% and right. in a bad market what could that do to you with your situation um but it's just it's it's one of those things where you you have to be careful what you wish for yeah that's the, that's the thing because if somebody's just looking Hey, you know, pedal to the metal and then you have a bad market and it, it never moves in a straight line. So they can get hurt in a bad market, uh, potentially worse. That's one of the things that we try to manage for people is the
2: downside. Uh, a lot of investment firms simply put you into something that mimics the market and all of the volatility of the market. And um, if it goes down, they simply say, well, you know, it by the dips, it'll come back up again, and you've got all that volatility. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we're trying to do is manage the downside.
0: Right. That's exactly right. There, th- th- they give three interesting points in this, um, and it's saying how per- being performance-driven can set up savers – For failure, so this is this is not looking at the retiree. This is looking for somebody that's just getting started, and so let's say uh, in one year's time, um, the S and P five hundred or three years time averages ten percent a year. Okay, it never moves in a straight line. Right. So let's say you start with ten thousand dollars and. Over three years, you have one year that gains thirty percent, one year that drops ten percent, and another year that it comes back ten percent. So that still works out to a ten percent average.
1: I'm okay. I'm okay. That's what I'm thinking. I'm all right now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but no. <laughs> if if you, you would think, okay, well, both of them You're are losing
2: ten percent off a bigger number, so exactly. it's more than ten percent.
0: Exactly. So it's it's compound returns versus simple average. Yeah. yeah um. The other thing that sets people up for failure, you think, okay, the S&P 500 was up 20%. Well, if you're contributing, you didn't have $10,000 invested that earned 20% for the year. You start out with $1,000, then you make $1,000 a month contribution. So even if you get the same average return for the year, if it's calculated daily, like, hey, I've earned time-weighted return, but... In reality, your dollars would be different. Yeah. At the end of the year. So,
1: Mike, I love this. This is such a great analogy. So, the ten thousand he just talked about—that I was like, "Oh, it's okay. We're going to be all right the way the numbers work." But here's here's the actual numbers. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to just tell you. So, at casual glance, this is what uh, it would be: ten percent steady return would be worth thirteen three hundred and. $10, 13310 The volatile option, you ended up with $12,870. So the pre-financial is all about that first option. Mm-hmm. Outcome performance or outcome returns, not performance. That's really what we're about,
0: correct? Right. And the other thing is this assumes that somebody will be able to stick with that approach. So let's say they're performance driven and you have that, 10% drop in the market. That's assuming that they're not going to make any changes and, and sell at the wrong time. Uh-huh. They did research. Uh, it was a Dalbar, uh, research for, in, for 2018, which was a down year in the market. <laughs> the average investor in an equity fund lost twice as much as the S and P 500 because of timing, because they were trying to sell and time the market. So it's it's really hard to stick with a strategy you ha- know thyself yeah. <laughs> you know yes. for, seriously you you have to know how you're wired can right. you stick through the volatility because that's that's the only way something like that would work um just in it from a concept standpoint remove the emotion
1: yeah and you have, have to take and it. have a good guide too right yes uh, good good guide
2: absolutely that means your guide has to not be
1: emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That's right. Yeah.
0: Here's the term that I love. And this was actually BlackRock that term that coined this, but I, I love it. We've talked about sequence of return risk mm-hmm. you know, in the past. What they what they term that as is dollar cost ravaging. Yeah. I yeah. love that. That's good. I mean, because dollar cost averaging is you're buying in cheap buying in if the market's high low it kind of averages out it doesn't work when you have a withdrawal coming from it
1: you know dollar cost ravaging would be an excellent name of a country music song about the volatility of the stock market there you go I done dollar-cost ravaged my 401K. <laughs> uh, left my wife. For a <laughs> oh, better day. That's her- <laughs> <laughs> bad. Oh, it's 4th of July, <laughs> holiday weekend.
0: So, we, we, Guy, will play the drums, I'll play the guitar, Tom will sing. Yeah. We, 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 that, that'll be the next day. Well,
1: Wait a minute, we got to have Elizabeth in here. What's she going to play? Uh I'll write the song. Tam, there you tambourine. Go. She, tambourine. She's pretty good at copywriting. She's a good copywriter. You better believe it. All
2: right. Stay with us. Gonna got another half hour to d- go on the Tom Dupree show with Guy and Mike. News Radio 630 WLAP. From iHeartRadio, number one for podcasts. Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Jorge. And we're here to tell you about our podcast, Daniel and Jorge, Explain the
0: Universe. Think of it as your chance to sit at a bar with some cool scientists, that's That's us, and getting to ask them all the things you always wanted to know about space,
1: stars, particles, the cosmos.
0: Listen Wednesday night at 8
1: here on News Radio 630 WLAP.
2: Message and data rates may apply. When did it become okay for men to be lazier? We need to bring the men of this country back to greatness with Ageless Male Max, with an ingredient that helps boost your total testosterone. Try your first 30-day supply free. Just pay shipping and handling. Text the word HARD to 606060. If your results with Ageless Male Max are too intense, please decrease use. Text HARD to 606060. Text H-A-R-D to 606060.
0: The Forecastle Festival is back. Don't miss your chance to see the killers. Somebody told me brothers anderson pack and the free nationals and over 50 of your favorite artists at louisville's waterfront park july 12th the 14th three unforgettable days with portugal the man maggie rogers tyler childers churches judah and the lion and many more forecastle festival july 12th to 14th louisville kentucky get on board and get your tickets now at forecastlefestival.com
1: Two big earthquakes in two days, jolting Southern California, the latest, a 7.1 magnitude, the biggest in 20 years, centered near Ridgecrest, felt two hours away in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Mexico. The series of quakes and hundreds of aftershocks rattling nerves, too. ABC's Marcus Moore is on scene in Ridgecrest, where the major earthquake hit Friday night. There
2: were people with blankets on the front line of, of a home, Saying that they were going to sleep outside because of because of the aftershocks, they were afraid to be inside their home, uh, fearing that it might collapse. And so, it gives you a real sense of the the anxiety and, and the worry that people are still feeling um, as these uh, these earthquakes continue to happen.
1: Expert Dr. John Vidal is a professor at seismology at the University of Southern California. He says the aftershocks will continue and in the next few weeks he predicts a chance that a bigger quake could also occur. Meantime, California's governor declaring a state of emergency and asking the president for federal aid. Michelle Franz in ABC News.
0: We're going to continue to hang on to a little steam across the area for our Saturday mid to upper 80s, but thunderstorms will try to blow up this afternoon Especially any storm that is
1: out there can be a bit on the strong side. We'll see a high on Sunday back into the mid-80s with more thunderstorms going up. Certainly not raining all the time. And into Monday and Tuesday. It may dry it up a little bit. I'm WKYT. The meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather track, News Radio
0: 630 wr Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an Radio station.
1: I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andrew 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off, 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 five years old.
0: That was Reuben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400.
2: Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off.
1: Summer is here, and Matt's got the barbecue out, all ready to grill. That's why he trusts Super Polygrip, so he can enjoy his steak with full confidence. Polygrip.
0: Sounds like there's a party going on, but something's missing. The birthday gals
1: arrived. And thanks to Polydent, her bright smile is anything but a
0: surprise. Polydent. 630 WLAP. You know
2: Back on the Tom Dupree Show. A 1.17 return for a 98-year bond issue. Sign me up. Tell me about this, Mike. <laughs> so...
0: Actually, let me grab that. For you too. All right. So, uh, Austria issued... Um, two years ago, they issued a, a century bond, a 100-year bond. Uh, so, it matures in... Twenty one seventeen. That's when the bond matures. Okay. Boy, a
2: lot
1: can happen. Yeah. In hundred years. You want to tie your money up for that long?
0: You, you're not kidding. Um, I mean, everything from political risk, interest rate risk, all these different things. But this shows what's going on right now with, um, I mean, it, it, you know, irrational exuberance. That's what started. You know, that was coined by Greenspan, I guess. It's yep. kind of the same thing with this, but they're, they're, right now there's $13 trillion of global bonds with negative yields. So you buy it knowing that you're going to lose money on, on these bonds. So, but with these Austrian bonds, they, they were issued uh, two years ago with a 2.1% coupon, and they were issued at par, meaning $1,000 a bond. Now, this past week they did a secondary offering on the Century bond. So it's a ninety-eight year bond, basically. So this time, one point uh, four billion dollars worth of these bonds were offered for a yield of one point one seven one percent, which is a price of one hundred and fifty-four per bond. Per bond. So people are. What two years ago they were getting two point one percent the same bond basically are now trading from a hundred to a hundred and fifty four that's the price people are paying for these bonds unbelievable wow so they're they're locked I mean it, the only thing you can do with a bond is collect the coupon mm-hmm. and then if if you hold it to maturity. You're guaranteeing that you're going to lose a third of the value of if you bought this bond. Right. In so 98 years, you're going to get $1,000 a bond and you paid $1,500 for it. So that works out to about a, a, you know, a 1%, 1.1, 1.2% yield to maturity on these things. Golly. Now, what can affect we, 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 when you're looking at bonds, you think of it like a whip the the place the shorter the whip the less interest rates affect it okay the, the further out you get is duration and as the whip fluctuates that's how much uh, interest rates like affect like a big the price. bull whip on the end of it exactly so the further out you get the more volatile the price goes right. as interest rates move um so you know everybody talks about the 10 year the 30 year this is a 100, 100. year bond, bond. so you think of what happened in Austria over the last hundred years, you know, everything from currency manipulation to, you know, wars, all these things, nobody's going to, nobody knows what anything's going to look like in 10 years, much less 98 years. Right. Um, but it's just, it's amazing that this is the demand for yield globally right now. Um, yeah, you know, they use the uh the thing here looking at uh resulting let's say it went let's say it went back to par for interest rate reasons so you bought it at 154 it goes to par 100, 100. that's the it's the equivalent to this year's drop in tesla stock so but tesla you still got the potential for growth going forward with these bonds no nothing gone um but it's just it's it's amazing. I mean, uh, um, Argentina. I mean, hey, they're they're a good credit, right? Right. They issued um, some century bonds, um, and they issued theirs in twenty seventeen, and right now, and those have a, a seven and one eighth percent coupon. Right now, those are trading at seventy two cents on the dollar. Really, so even for Argentina, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it, meaning. Argentina got a good deal on this. Yeah, who's gonna lock your money up with Argentina? That's right. It's 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 risk reward. What kind of people really would want to
1: invest in something like this? I because it's I, it's so confusing for me to understand what. I mean, not I us. Go, I, well, immediately <laughs> I go, I go dark.
0: <laughs> so I mean,
1: is this where the. You know the drug money's going. I mean, what in the world is going on here? Right. I don't understand it, you all. I just don't.
0: So, uh, a lot of it could be uh, pensions, you know, or things that have a, a defined obligation. It could be insurance companies, pensions, things like that. Or it could be speculators, um, because okay, because they're trying to find something with out on the end of the, the whip. whip. And they might sell it. Uh, I was. Right. Like, I, I've n- not done a whole lot of studying prior. I mean, to- if you
2: bought into the thing two years ago, you're up fifty four percent in value, plus your little coupon that you made right. two point. So if you you if you paid uh, paid par for the bond uh, two years ago, you've had a fifty four percent gain in two years, plus. Two point one percent a year. There may be somebody thinking this sucker is going to go to a zero percent yield in a hundred years, and we'll get another fifty four percent gain out of it. Right, right. (laughs) They could be thinking that.
1: Yeah,
0: they really could be. Yeah, and they're they're
2: (laughs) the longest that the U.S. will issue is a thirty year bond, but you could see them buying the thirty year bond for the same reason.
0: Right. The other interesting thing is just the mechanics of a 100-year bond. I was doing some research on it. They have – it's called positive convexity. So mortgage-backed bonds have what's called negative convexity because as interest rates go down, people are more likely to refi their mortgages, which is a negative convexity. Um, These are positive, uh, meaning as interest rates drop – like we've seen with the, the written, price of these going from 100 to 154 as interest rates rise it doesn't affect them as much. Yeah. So so it's it's just the mechanics are just really interesting um but from a a yield standpoint for what we do for our clients uh uh-uh. uh no yep. no no way no way Jose Golly. Yeah it's
2: it's just it wouldn't even cover the management fees.
0: No you know and you're and you're 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 buying uh you're buying a yield of maturity less than inflation that's right so i mean it's just it's unbelievable the the global demand i wonder if anybody really looks the people
1: that are buying these bonds do they look you know it'd be interesting to look at what has happened in austria over the last hundred years Jim Grant,
0: uh, I wasn't going to get into it too oh, okay. much, but he he did a, an article uh, on Barons talking about what has happened in Austria over the last hundred years. Oh, okay. And I, I won't get it, but it, it, it's on Barons. Uh, but he talks about everything from you know the the currency changing, you know, right? Fifteen thousand percent inflation, right? Literally fifteen thousand percent inflation. And you're you know, so 75 years ago, you bought these bonds thinking such and such is going to happen, and then you get 15,000% inflation, and you're stuck with a 1% bond. I mean, yeah. it's just...
2: Of it, course, they're denominated in euros. Right. So right. it would have to do with not so much what's going on in Austria, but what's going on with the euro. Right, right. Okay. And, well...
0: It, it's just... It, it's, it's wild. Yes. Very, very strange.
2: How to prevent lifestyle creep from eating your
0: wealth. So lifestyle creep is a real thing. Uh, that's when you're working, um, your paycheck goes up and then you start, uh, spending more. Uh, it's conveniences. Everybody does it. Everybody's susceptible to it. I am. Everybody is, um, that, you know, it's, your paycheck goes up, you think, well, I think I do need that $300 blender, or I'm going to pay, you know, this for the monthly service of something. And so it's your paycheck goes up, but so does your lifestyle. Right. Um, and the risk with that is as your, uh, salary increases expenses do and your savings does not increase because Mm -hmm. your expenses are increasing. Um, and so embrace the power of habit is one of the, the suggestions they make, um, do things on a monthly basis that keep you comfortable being frugal, um, you know, buy something used instead of new, uh, borrow a book from your library, um, make do with a tool that you already have instead of going and buying a new Or just tool.
2: say no to yourself.
0: Just say no to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, respect the power of loss aversion. And so when you, you know, this is why companies do these, hey, you know, 60 day free trials of something because you get used to it. And then when it goes away, you feel that sense of loss. Even though you didn't have it before, now you feel that sense of loss. So, like you said, say no to yourself. You know, uh-huh. don't get into something um, just because you can. Um, remember that behavior is highly socially contagious. Um, your friends, they they impact you uh, from <laughs> everything, from you know socially to financially. So if you've got friends that are, you know, going out to the most expensive place for dinner on a regular basis, maybe pass up on that occasionally. Um,
1: You You know, this is a fascinating article. And one of the things that when I read it that came to mind with me about the emotional side of this, this is something I struggle with and have for a long, long time. I have a hard time saying no. Particularly. As it relates to financial expense
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) example sure
1: Mike calls me and says hey guy would you and Annie like to go have dinner on Friday night at such-and-such well I absolutely would love to go have dinner with you and your wife on Friday night at such-and-such however it's a tough time of the month. The budget's a little tight. I don't have the discretionary dollars, mm-hmm. but that peer pressure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? I'll say yes when I know I and and here's the other thing, pride. Yeah. pride affects lifestyle. Creep, big time. Absolutely. I don't want you. You know, I don't want to tell you the truth. It's a tough time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I remember personally an experience relative to this. Uh, as it relates to golf. And everybody knows I love to play golf. And I was invited to go on a you know a golf outing with with some friends that we were going to a pretty expensive place. Mm-hmm. And I struggled terribly with wanting to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, thanks to some good friends that I talked to about this and my wife. You know, the right choice for me was, you know, I'd love to go on this trip, but it's just something I can't afford right now. Right. My budget. But, boy, that sense of entitlement. Yeah. And I tell you the other thing about lifestyle creep that is is—that is concerning, I think, for all of us is we've become a society that's very self-absorbed. And we compare ourselves to everybody. That's right. And social media makes that immediate. Mm-hmm. which makes this even more difficult to combat. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. Does it not? Absolutely.
1: Now, here's where I'm going with all this, and I'm burning the air up here, but it's just this This was an outstanding article. That's what I love about what makes Dupree so good. We're forthright. We're going to tell you the truth. We were talking with a client this week, or a prospective client, about their budget mm-hmm. and their expenses, you know, and we'll say you know you if you want to make these kind of regular contributions, and you want to have an outcome uh, investment portfolio, you need to cut your expenses here and here, and that's what we all need. We need accountability. Absolutely. So anyhow,
0: that's just my two cents. No, it's true. Well, and taking this concept a, a step further. Um, you apply lifestyle creep everybody thinks of that while you're working you have the same thing that can happen in retirement now we've been in a market that's been oh. going up this is a biggie had been in a market that's been going up since 09 and people've been invested and you see the the that number on that statement getting bigger and bigger and bigger well what are you inclined to do take more take more take that's more right. lifestyle creep in retirement is exceedingly dangerous uh, because you're you're taking your seed corn, as Tom says, yes, and you're you're living on that, and you're getting used to these conveniences that aren't necessary, but you're getting used to them in retirement, and inevitably, when you have a down market, you're going to have less seed corn producing something for you, yes, and this cuts to the heart of how we invest, which is income. And if you're able to have, you have to be disciplined on the withdrawals and you have to have a portfolio that's generating what you're taking. Um, And so if you're taking 4% and you see the value go up, hey, great. Don't take more than 4%. Right. Yeah. Because just because it goes up in value doesn't mean it's producing more. It's about the income, the the fruit that it's bearing. Four percent
2: could be a bigger number next year, though.
0: It could be so. uh, if you're able to sell something that's expensive, buy something else that's right paying more in dividends. Your income can go up.
2: Let's take a break here. It's the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio six thirty W L A P.
0: So what's on your mind well here's what's on my mind we'd like to know they've lost their mind because a mind is a terrible thing to waste use it well has everybody lost their absolute mind right Right here. here use radio 630 wlap
2: hi this is tom dupree a fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it, a financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630
1: WLAP. showing photographs Of every head he's had the to know Say hello. On the corner is a, with a motor car. the little children have a back
2: on the Tom Dupree, 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 Dupree show stock investors should get ready for lower returns Wall Street strategist says this is kind of a
0: well that uh, that actually, that goes right along with uh, that lifestyle creep uh, that we were talking you know getting ready for lower returns i mean nobody knows what the market's going to do but you look at what we've experienced since 2009 um you have to prepare for the the potential of lower returns and if you've if you have lifestyle creep in retirement that's costing you more um and you're kind of locked into it um be careful be careful of this um you know you 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 need to be invested in a way that is, like we're talking producing income that's uh, covering what you're taking out of the portfolio, and if the value also goes up, then yes, you can potentially get a raise essentially the next year. Um, but you you have to be careful of not letting lifestyle creep. Assuming you know extrapolating out that you're going to continue getting. A 10% return over the next 10 years because if you're if you have a withdrawal rate that's tied to that expectation you're setting yourself up for big-time disappointment right
2: the it's tough to be retired and to live off income of your investments it's better if you can stay employed for longer because Yes. It helps, you, uh, it helps you stretch out the time that your investments will be able to pay out for you. You can take whatever income you're getting and reinvest it. And that's one of the things we talk about at Dupree Financial Group is that we invest for cash returns. That is, we're looking for cash income off the portfolio from dividends and and interest and things like that. And if we can produce cash returns and those cash returns aren't needed by the investor at this particular time, they can turn around and reinvest the money and produce more cash from it going forward.
0: Right.
1: And they get the you know, they get the double whammy, positive double whammy. You know, they're getting the cash returns. The market in this case is dropping. Prices are low. We're buying more. Mm-hmm. Everybody's – it's a win, win, win. Right.
0: Well, one of the things that I love the most, when we're sitting down <clears throat> with the clients for reviews, clients that have been with us for a long time, sit down, we're going over the, the returns of the portfolio, and, you know, you have X number at the bottom, but then we break it out. How much of that total return has come from the dividends? That's the part that, like, they're like, yeah. and it, it's it's everybody has the same reaction. It, I love it because it's like, wow, that's what's come from the dividends, yeah. and it, like it, it's just kind of this right. thing that's ro- rolling in the background, and it's not as obvious as uh, the return, like the 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 uh, appreciation that the markets had this year. It's not as obvious as that because this is just kind of the silent thing in the background, the the dividends. That's right, I, I love that so good wall
2: street price targets do they really matter what investors need to know
0: <laughs> so price targets do matter in the short run um but y- when we're doing research on companies um we're looking at the fundamentals we're looking at, you know cash flow analysis we're looking at the balance sheet management what type of business is it in <clears throat> um you have sell-side analysts, which is basically you have a, a research firm that's selling a research report to uh, a firm. That's sell-side analysts. And they're paid to come up with a price target or um, you know buy, hold, sell. Um, you can have the same company and have three different analysts analyze it, and they can come up with the same price target but how they arrived at that is can be totally different polar opposites yeah and it's amazing you look at uh of the S&P 500 buy rating uh it was companies that have a buy rating with a price target below where the stock's currently trading so they have it as a buy rating but the the the, the target is lower than where it is yeah why would you have a buy rating don't know. On something like that. But they're 5.5% of the stocks in the S&P 500, 28 of them, are that. Yeah,
2: We'll have to figure it out for next time.
1: Well, it's about do your own research, and that's what we do at Dupree.
2: Dupree Financial Group, Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Thanks for listening.